0: A woman walked into her apartment's living room and her husband was there flipping through a magazine. And she said, Darling, do you only love me because my father left me this immense fortune? Husband put down a magazine. Of course not, honey, of course not. I would love you whoever left me the (laughs) money. In today's reading from Exodus, we find the Hebrews are also not feeling loved, and they are in danger of being left out into the desert, money in hand. Moses and the Israelites have escaped Egypt. The Lord God Almighty, showing tremendous compassion, but also terrible power, has set them free from their oppressive captors in Egypt. If you remember that story, raise your hand. Charlton Heston, Prince of Egypt. These former slaves have been set free. And they're making their way across the perilous desert toward their future home, the promised land.
1: And as they're going on this desert
0: highway, they see a big green exit sign which says, Holy Mountain. So they take the exit, they settle down, while Moses, they're often... Grumbling and grumbling leader climbs up the mountain for some face time, literally, not digitally, with God. <laughs> Apparently, God was a big talker because as the days went by and Moses was still up on the mountain, the Israelites, the Hebrew people, they began to get a little nervous. They began to get a little anxious. They started to forget. God's promise and God's purpose for their lives. They forgot what God had told them all the way back in Exodus chapter six, verses seven and eight, where God says, "I will take you as my people, and I will be your God. You shall know that I am the Lord your God, who has freed you from the burdens of the Egyptians. I will bring you to the land that I swore to give Abraham." And they also forgot even further back to Genesis chapter 12, verses 2 through 3, when God made a covenant, a promise to their ancestors, Abraham and Sarah. I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you. And through you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Now, that is a pretty big promise. I will be your God, and I will bless you. That's a big purpose. Through you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. If you agree that that's a big promise and a big purpose, say amen. Yes. Not that, but you thought just this because. <laughs> but the longer that Moses lingered, the more they doubted. The more they forgot. The more that God's big promise and God's big purpose it seemed less and less believable. And so they did clearly what any person would do in that situation. They did what you and I would do in that situation, right? They put all their earrings off and they melted them down into a golden calf and they worshipped them. I mean, that's clearly a logical thing to do, and that's what you and I would do in that situation. I mean, problem solved. The Lord God Almighty was. We don't worship false gods. We don't bow down to golden calves. We are far too educated for that. We don't organize our lives around things that hurt us. We don't spend endless amounts of time on fruitless projects that mean nothing. We don't get consumed with majoring in the minors and sweating the small stuff. And we certainly never put ourselves or other people or things in the place of the Lord God Almighty. Amen. And we never forget that God is our God and that Amen. God will bless us. And that through us, God will bless all the Amen. people of the earth. Right. We never do that, right? Yes, we do. Amen. Well, judging by your expressions, I think you're saying, no, we do do that. We are like that. I agree. Uh, Episcopal Bishop Claude Paine wrote these words a number of years ago. Quote, Every human being worships at some altar. It may be the altar of God, it may be the altar of fame, wealth, power, pleasure, or a hundred other forms of idolatry. End of quote. Spiritually, the human being has not changed much since the time of Moses. But check this out, check this out. Whoever or whatever tends you to settle for less than God's promise, I am your God and I am your blessing. And whoever or whatever tends you to settle for less than God's purpose, through others A false god in your life. Modern day idol. Modern day golden calf. That's so important, I'm going to say it again. Whoever So consider yourself to be warm Question. Are there lots of these modern day golden calves we found here in Miami? Of course. To use a Midwestern phrase, you betcha. <laughs> they are in fact to be found all over the earth, not just here in Miami. And that is one of the reasons that you and I need Jesus if you spend any time hanging out with Jesus, He will quickly start to point out all the false gods in your life. Mm -hmm. He will tenderly, but relentlessly beckon you to follow only Him. Mm -hmm. And to kick those golden calves behind you. And so when you come forward this morning to the Eucharist to receive I invite you to hand over to God your golden caps, your false gods. And so as you kneel there in the presence of the Lord God Almighty, as you lift your hands to receive, offer over to God all that is false in your life, all of those false gods, anything that is holding you back from being the person God created you to be. And then in turn, as you take the bread and the wine, receive into your life the mercy, the love, and the kindness of God. Take into your heart the promise of God. God is my God, and God will bless me. Amen. And the purpose of God, through me others will be blessed. Amen. Just another thing. You may have been wrestling with a golden calf for some time. There may be something in your life that is holding you back. You've tried to shake it. You've tried to get it out of your life. It, it, it's an irritant. It's a problem. It's a difficulty. Whoever or whatever it is, use today with the Spirit's help to be rid of that false stuff. You're going to need help for that. The help of God. The help of people. The help of family. Friends. Maybe even a counselor. You know what it is that the Spirit is speaking to you. But begin that journey Today. Hand it over at the altar. And then commit as you leave this place will do whatever is necessary to get that false god, that golden calf, out of your life. As you probably know, we are all being asked to make a pledge to this cathedral congregation. A financial pledge. Now, should you make a pledge to this congregation? Should you do that because of all the impacting ministries, the life-impacting ministries that take place here? Yes. Should you make a pledge because the good use of money has been a faithful mark of Christians for centuries? Yes. But there is another reason, either an additional reason or perhaps a more persuasive reason than that. That you should make a pledge to this cathedral congregation. And here it is. This cathedral stands as a holy mountain in this city. Loudly and lovingly declaring the promise and purpose of God. Everyone that lives in this city, to this neighborhood, to Miami and beyond. Now Exodus, remember, only Moses could go up to the Holy Mountain. Only Moses. But in Miami, all are welcome. All can go to the Holy Mountain, that is Trinity Episcopal Cathedral. Amen. Amen. Let us reaffirm our faith as we say together.